We have an off day. Tigers don't play. That means we can talk about whatever we want. And recently, the MLB.com, MLB Pipeline, top 30 prospects for your Detroit Tigers got updated for the first time in a while. So we're going to take a look at that. That's going to be the show today. We're going to look at the updated and new top 30 prospects within the organization, as you know already by looking at the title. So let's get to it. Today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday. Happy Friday, August 19th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, we got an off day today. For your Detroit Tigers yesterday, obviously we play on on Friday, Um, but on Thursday we have an off day, so no game to recap today. Uh, So what we're going to do, as we've said in the open and you've seen in the title now, very anticlimactic, we are going to talk about the updated MLB Top 30 prospects for your Detroit Tigers. Um, They updated them for every team. Super cool. They always do it about the same time of year. It got a little weird in 2020, um, but they usually do a preseason, a right after the season ends, and then a few times in the middle of the season there. Uh, So they just updated the complete top 30 for the Tigers, uh, which is good timing for us because we have an off day and need something to talk about. But there's some some really fascinating conversations here, and um, I, I think that... I'm just fascinated with so many of these dudes and, and I, I just love, I love the Tigers. <laughs> like to, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but man, I, I, there, there's a lot of these dudes that I really like. Some of these dudes have been on the show, a lot of interesting conversations about uh, people getting added to the top 30 and, and a lot of debates between players and whatnot. Um, so this is always a really fun thing. And, and for as much as a whole, we'll start with that as a whole, the organization for the last couple of years now has been viewed at as, you know, they have a lot of really good top end talent, but it's not as deep. And I think lately that has slowly started to change, not in the sense of, oh my goodness, we're the Dodgers now, but I, I do genuinely think that 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 this farm has added a lot of depth in the last two seasons and. I think that the last two years specifically have been really, really good drafts. And I like 2022. It just was only five rounds, right? So I think that in the in the teens, right, when you're talking about from 20, what, 17 to 2020, uh, a lot of pretty weak drafts. 2017 was brutal. I, I mean, all, like it, it was a really not very well drafted ship. But I do genuinely believe that in the last few years, the drafts have gotten better. I think that helps with depth. I think that helps with a lot, and that's a that's needed for a sustainable, good organization. So hopefully the new GM can come in and do have even better drafts and ones we're even more confident in. 
But uh, that is something I will give the previous regime credit for is the last two years specifically, I've actually been pretty big fans of our drafts um, as far as depth-wise. I know everybody talks about Job over Mayer and whatnot. That's a different conversation. Not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about 20 picks worth of players. I, I, I've liked our last two drafts. Uh, so let's start at the bottom here and just kind of work our way up. Uh, we'll talk about Anytime there's a conversation I want to have with someone, we'll bring it up. Uh, I'm sorry if there's someone you really want to talk about, but I have a half hour show and I guess I could try and do, well, no, I have ads. I can't even do, I'd have to do like 30 seconds, 45 seconds on each player. Um, and that's just not happening. I love to talk way too much. So uh, at 30, we have one of my favorite players in the organization right off rip. Josh Crouch is come, comes in at number 30 and this is awesome. Um, this is a dude with an absolute cannon. He's a very good defender behind the plate. And so far in the minors, he has been raking, uh, last year in Lakeland, he only had a 593 OPS. I'm not sure very many people thought he would ever uh, turn into anything at the professional level. He was drafted in the 11th round in 2021, but then we look at this year and we have plus defense. And in 11 games in Lakeland, he had an 836 OPS. He gets promoted to West Michigan. And in 70 games at West Michigan, he has an 864 OPS and a batting average over 300. Uh, really solid walk rate, 383 on base percentage, just under a 500 slug. I mean, he's he's nine homers, uh, 43 Ks to 31 walks. He, he's been phenomenal. And so he is very much, and, and a lot of my love for him is, A, just he's a catcher. And if you're a catcher, I already love you. But um, Tigers Minor League Report, if, if you don't keep up with their work, you should. That's phenomenal human beings over there, Chris Brown and Rogelio. Um, great dudes. We trade content a lot and, and, and cross over on each other's stuff a lot. Uh, they're really, really cool guys and, and know their stuff and have been running the Tigers Minor League report now for a couple of years um and and they chris brown i think was the first one that to really get on the josh crouch uh bandwagon and you you, you start talking about catchers that you like and, and i'm already bought in i'm already all in so josh crouch is slowly kind of making a name for himself within this fan base um and it's really really cool to see him just on this list period is awesome so really really Cool. Uh, I don't want to say like happy for him because I don't think people play to get ranked 30th in top prospect rankings. You know what I mean? But really, really cool just to see him get acknowledged to, to any extent in my eyes. Um, then we have what's the next one? 28, Jose De La Cruz. Um, this is another guy that I think at points has been talked about uh, a decent amount, kind of that raw power, uh, good arm. He was an international signing in 2018, signed him for just under $2 million. Uh, the bonus was just under $2 million. This year, he hasn't hit particularly well as far as uh, batting average goes, but I'm not a huge batting average guy, and he is walking a really solid amount, and his slugging percentage has been pretty solid. Um, since his promotion to... Lakeland, he's played in 75 games, 643 OPS, not lighting the world on fire or anything. But, I mean, almost a 290 OVP with a 209 average. Like, if you're looking for some silver lining, um, the slugging percentage is down in Lakeland. In the rookie league, his slugging percentage was almost 500, and he had an OPS of 
uh, just under 800. So, I mean, you're talking about a, a, a guy who is working and, and, and trying to grow at the next level, but definitely someone that uh, honestly has slipped. At one point, he was ranked pretty highly within the organization. So uh, outfielder, someone to keep an eye on for sure. At 26, we have Tyler Madison. Uh, this is someone who has been on the show before. We interviewed him last year, end of last season, maybe even early off season. I'm trying to remember the timing. I can't remember. I have a breakfast this morning. So, um, but I know that we had him on the show and I know that he was a cool guy. Uh, so we drafted him in the fourth round. He was our fourth round pick in 2021. And he was a came was drafted as a starter, uh, but has a really, really good fastball, like movement, good speed. He, he has solid control of it. And that is he went to Bryant also. Like that's one of the things I remember talking to him about. Like he went to Bryant and uh, being a, a top five round pick at a, at a school like Bryant is a pretty big deal. So it, it was a super cool story. And his fastball is really lively and they've moved him to the pen. And since being moved to the pen in Lakeland this year, his ERA is very high. It's over seven, uh, 20 innings pitched. His whip is one eight. Um, but if you're looking again at some silver lining stuff, and, and that's really all you're talking about from dudes in the 20 to, to 30 range. Um, his strike 28 Ks in just under 21 innings, solid number. And then you have 16 walks in the same amount of innings, obviously. So that's why his whip is so high. Uh, 21 hits in 21 innings. That's again, that those two together will lead to a pretty high whip. So I, I still like his raw stuff and I do like him more as a reliever, especially with that fastball. I think that'll play. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye out for though. I, I, I really like his stuff. I liked him coming out of the draft. And I think, you know, he's a, he's a tall righty with a good fastball. And, and if he can just get another good secondary, whether it's his curveball or his slider or his changeup even was pretty solid as well, uh, if I remember right. So th there's some, some stuff to work with, uh, some raw ability there. Uh, and this is his first full season, not being his draft year, right? So we'll see where he goes from there. Um, okay, the next couple I want to talk about as well. So uh, we will get to them right after I tell you all about Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Did you know the sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver. Well, now you know. The liver is the body's, oh shoot, I already forgot how to say it, Met metabolic furnace. I think that's correct. If it's not, um, so somebody will let me know. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed foods, and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it's, it is easy to rejuvenate your liver and reignite your metabolism. Thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low energy all the time. And best of all, liver health formula makes it easier to maintain a health body weight long-term, healthy body weight long-term. As a listener of our show, you can try the liver health formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. This makes it the perfect complement to Liver Health Formula. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free 
and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. Going over the updated Tigers top 30 prospects, just having some discussions about where guys fall and uh, where they could rank. I don't have an issue with any of the rankings at, at the back part of it. Those are a lot of we'll wait and see guys. Um, at the top, there are some really interesting conversations, though. So we'll uh, try to speed run this and, and get to those conversations. But there are some guys I want to talk about. So Joey Wentz comes in at 25. I don't think we need a super in-depth thing on Joey Wentz. Uh, he has made starts for the Tigers this season, uh, but he now comes in at 25. At one point, he was he was much higher, especially right after the trade and anything. Then he got hurt, and then he came back and looked okay in the minors, and then you know the the Tigers stints and whatnot. So he's had a roller coaster of a just professional career, really, up to this point. So seeing him at 25, there, number 24 is one of my favorite prospects in the entire organization. That would be third baseman Andre Lipsius. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, he is awesome. This is my on-base percentage king, my OBP king. Um, just li- listen to this, okay? In 88 games in Erie, he had a 264 average and a 426 slug, and yet had an 818 OPS because his on-base percentage was 392. He had a 392 OBP with a 264 average. He is a walking king. He had more walks than strikeouts in AA this year. 61 walks, 56 Ks, had 12 stolen bases on there because why not? 20 doubles, 9 homers. I mean, just a, a really, really, that is my like dream player. Solid with the glove. And you and they have had some. They're trying to move him around defensively, see where he's going to fall. Uh, really played strictly third base when he was younger, and lately has been getting some looks at second base as well. Um, but uh, I mean, this is truly one of my favorite prospects in the entire organization. Uh, drafted in the third round in 2019. Uh, yeah, he's he's the man. He really is. That's a, that's an on-base percentage king. So Andre Lipschitz, definitely someone to keep an eye out. He is now in Toledo as well, got promoted. Um, he has a 561 OPS in Toledo, but that's only 11 games. So just adjusting to the new uh, the, the, the new league. But spent almost all of this year in AA and, and looked phenomenal. So something to keep an eye out for, for sure. Um, let's see, who's next? Luke Gold, who we drafted this year comes in he was our fifth round pick this year comes in ranked 20 uh that's an interesting one 21 years old uh good hit tools all around some questions defensively he's playing second base uh i mean being top 20 as a fifth round pick right off rip is is pretty impressive so i think that this will be and and he's not hitting the cover off the ball yet but um it, it, it'll be interesting to see second base is a fascinating conversation for this team just going forward in general. So I am, uh, I'm looking at who is going to come out of the woodworks here and be kind of step up and just take the torch of like second baseman of the future. And I know that, you know, move Javi to second, sign another shortstop, whatever. That's great. Um, but at the end of the day, some of these really young prospects too, uh, like are, are probably going to be around major league ready when, when that contract is over, you know what I mean? And, and, 
there, there's a lot that can happen. There's a lot that can happen. So I, I'm very interested in, in looking at the, the second base depth that this organization have. And again, seeing someone who's a fifth round pick just this year already be ranked in the top 20 uh, is a pretty good sign. He's in Lakeland already. Like I said, not hitting too well, but pretty, pretty new to the whole professional baseball thing. So we'll give him a pass for now. Next one I want to talk about is at 18, Parker Meadows. Parker Meadows has been a fascinating player since he joined the organization. Obviously, Austin's little brother. Uh, Parker is 22 years old. He's a lefty bat um, that is currently playing in AA Erie. Uh, he's always been... Pretty much anyone you ask will tell you that Parker Meadows is the fastest player player in this entire organization he has absolute wheels uh he, he's an incredible athlete and it's i mean he's six foot five and like just unbelievable speed right <clears throat> and in the first few years of his professional career he was not hitting well in 2019 in west michigan he had a 608 ops over a full season uh, no minor leagues in 2020. And then in 2021, had a 697 OPS and a 273 average in Lakeland. Uh, and then got promoted to West Michigan by the end of, well, he played almost all of his games in West Michigan, but um, had a 620 OPS and a 208 batting average last year in West Michigan. So this year, he starts off in West Michigan as an 813 OPS and a 525 slug. Now, he still doesn't walk too terribly much. Um, this is a dude that had four walks in 61 at-bats uh, in, in West Michigan to start off the year. But with a 525 slugging percentage, only a 230 average, but it, it was eye-popping for sure because this is a dude, again, that <clears throat> this organization has really been looking at to take big steps forward uh, at the plate with. And so they promoted him, and so far in Erie, He's played in 84 games and has a 797 OPS in double A. 264 average, a 342 on base percentage, a 455 slug. I mean, that's that's solid all around. He's striking out a lot still, 65 Ks in 84 games. That's not honestly egregious. That's not a ridiculous number. He was striking out way more at the lower levels. Um, 37 walks. He has 13 home runs and 13 doubles four triples for what it's worth too, with that speed. So I, I, and one of those homers is in inside the Parker that he hit earlier, uh, I think earlier this week. So, I mean, this, if he figured it out, then like buckle up. Cause this, this is a guy who is electric when he is on, it's just a matter of whether uh, he, he can maintain this offensive success that he's found this season, but a good sign. And, and he comes in at uh, 18 Kerry Carpenter now comes in at 15. We all know the Kerry Carpenter story. Then this is where it gets interesting when you enter the top 15. So we have at number 14, Dylan Smith, one of my favorite pitchers in the entire organization, has had some injury stuff to work through, but still has 15 starts under his belt for West Michigan this year and has a 3.95 ERA and a 1.17 whip, 64 strikeouts in 66 innings, 14 walks in 66 innings. Uh, has given up six home runs, which is a little high. But uh, look, this is a, a guy that I, like I said, he might be my favorite pitching prospect in the entire organization. I love Dylan Smith. Coming out of Alabama, I was a huge fan of him on draft night. This is a dog. 
he has that dog in him and uh him and who him and Ty Madden that's who it was him and Ty Madden have been playing together down in the minors and been part of the same rotation in West Michigan for a lot of the year and uh, they've both looked really really good and Dylan Smith I think next season Dylan Smith is going to really take off and just shoot his way up through this organization Uh, like I said I mean went to college he's 22 years old next year will be his age 23 season I I have pretty high expectations for Dylan Smith and I am a massive fan of him um, I, I think that this is a, a guy that's going to be really, really good for, for a long time. Okay, let's get into the top, uh, well, 13, I guess, technically, but uh, let's get into that top 10 conversation. But first, I'm going to tell you all about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment three, Locked on Tigers. Um, Coming in, we're just going to hop right back into it. Coming in at 13, we have Garrett Hill. We've talked about Garrett Hill a lot, so we don't need to go too much in depth on him. Numbers 11 and 12 are two of the more controversial, I guess is the word. 12 especially, prospects within the organization. 12 is Roberto Campos, and 11 is Christian Santana. Uh, Roberto Campos, I believe, was at 7 at the beginning of the season at one point uh, now finds himself at 12. This was uh, the entire Avila and Dombrowski era for that matter. They didn't really spend money in international free agency. And at the time, the Roberto Campos deal was the biggest international signing that the team had ever made. Uh, They signed him in 2019 for 2.85 million. Uh, and then there was like a joke of like, does this dude even exist? Because he, we didn't see him for so long after we had signed him and everything. But he is playing and he is playing in single A this year. Uh, he has a 697 OPS this season. All of his at-bats have been at the single A level in Lakeland. 249 average, 318 OBP, 379 slugs. So the thing with him is uh, he's just, he's he's built like he, he is a, a specimen. He is an athlete, six to 200 pounds. Uh, raw power has always been the big thing with him. At one point he was a 60 grade raw power. Um, I think now it's down to 55, but still that that's well above average. And, uh, on the year he has five home runs in 95 games, 22 doubles is nice. Uh, and in spring training came up for like one at bat or something or what he had a one game, maybe it was uh, and cranked a home run. Right. So that kind of rejuvenated the excitement around him and everything. Um, I, I like him just outside the top 10. I, I, I still, he's still unbelievably young. He's 19 years old. Uh, we signed him at like 16. Like there's still a lot of, of development there, but he has a good swing. Uh, I still believe in the raw power. And I, I think his walk numbers have been pretty solid this year. He's been striking out a decent amount, but I think his walk numbers are good. Uh, I think there's just some more development that needs to take place there. 
Um, also, another one of my favorite players in the organization, international signee, is Christian Santana, the shortstop. He's 18 years old. We signed him just last January, January of 2021. Um, and yeah, he is still to this day the biggest international signing ever. Campos was 285. Uh, Christian Santana, 295. Um, he is incredibly talented, and I think the excitement around him just continues to grow and grow because he is an on-base machine, and he has tapped into his raw power at times as well. But the thing with him is his, his eye looks unbelievable. So listen to these stats. He has a 715 OPS. Even though he has a 209 average and a 335 slugging percentage, because he has a 380 OBP, and I understand you you that's not like yo you should call him up. Like there's, there's a lot again. He's 18. There's a ton of development left here. Um, but I personally, this is the first one that I I would rank Christian Santana pretty significantly higher. I, I, Santana is one of my favorite prospects in the entire organization. I don't know if he if he sticks at shortstop long term. That's a conversation to have as well. Not that he's a liability out there, but I don't know. That's again so young, still time to develop all around. Um, I, I think he should be playing every single day down there uh, in Lakeland, and I'm glad he is. But definitely a guy to keep an eye on for. Definitely 64 games. He has 46 walks. Very very uh, impressive impressive eye. Very impressive. He's really fun, man. He's just fun to watch, and he's hit a couple of really clutch homers this year. Really, really one of the more uh, electric, we'll call it, prospects in the organization. Dylan Dingler falls all the way to 10. Now, Dylan Dingler at one point was a top four. Was he even top three prospect in this organization? Um, falls to 10 after, like, the hard reset here and the brand-new list instead of just, like, promoting and players. You know, they don't really redo the rankings. They just promote and, and add uh, so this is like the first time he's seen a, a legitimate fall off still in the top 10, um, but it says a 743 OPS in double a, I, I still like what I see from him defensively, but I, I can understand the, the, the slip as well. He was the second round pick in 2020 in the torque draft. Um, this is a dude that, I mean, he's got a cannon and, and he looks really, really solid behind the plate. But when we drafted him, it was like, okay, this dude can hit really well, and he's going to be a plus defender. And we're slowing down on the train of, like, he can hit super, super well. And, and with all of these dudes, they're all, like, 23 years old and younger, right? Like, there's there's development to be had here. Um, but I, I can understand the slip is just where I'm coming from in ranking. I can understand him falling from a bona fide top five to, to you know, barely inside the top ten there. Um, 238 average, 333 OBP, 410 slug. Um, yeah, I, I think he's right where he should be. And uh, next year, he should probably be in AAA, and we'll see how he does with that jump. Um, not horrible offensive numbers by any stretch, but uh, you know, having a mid-700s OPS in AA doesn't mean that it's going to be that at the Major League level. Major League Baseball is very hard. Number nine, we have Reese Olsen, one of the stories of the year. Traded him for half a year of Daniel Norris, and now Daniel Norris is back anyways. In 2022, he has been an Erie the entire year. He has a 4-4 ERA now, um, but the biggest thing with him is he has 130 strikeouts in 20 starts. In 92 innings, he has 130 Ks. That is a ridiculous number. The whip is 1-3. It's a little high. 
uh, 31 walks in 20 in 20 starts is, is a little high. Um, so the biggest thing with him is the first half of the year, he was like toe and toe with Wilmer Flores, who we'll get into in a sec. And then as the year kind of progressed, he's kind of slipped a little bit. Um, so seeing him at nine is, is I, I think that's right about where I'd have him as well. Kind of the back part of the top 10, the raw stuff is there. I think the question honestly is just, does he have the makeup to be a starter long-term or is this going to be a dude that is just going to be a strikeout machine and we can convert into like a really good, you know, Alex Lang level reliever. I think that's the conversation with Reese Olsen right now. And I, and I don't think anyone knows right at, at the present moment, because again, 23 years old in double a, um, but that that'll be, I think the big question for him going forward, Isaac Pacheco, another really, really comes in at number eight. Uh, well-talked about prospect. He was drafted in the second round in 2021, just last year, straight out of high school. Um, and this year he, he's looked pretty solid, I think. Uh, in Lakeland, he had a 757 OPS. The biggest thing with him is just where to find a spot for him defensively. There's been talks of second. He played short a lot at Lakeland. He's played some third it's just, and, and he's taken steps forward, but he's still pretty far away from where they need him to be defensively. Um, and then in three games in Lakeland at the present moment, he's absolutely, uh, absolutely raking, but small sample size there, but in Lakeland, we'll focus on that. Like I said, 757 OPS, decent average, decent slug, just kind of a, a solid hitter across the board. So I like the promotion 19 year old in high single a now, I like it, and uh, we'll see if he can stay hot and, and where he kind of will find himself defensively. Ryan Kreidler at seven. I don't think there's too much of a conversation about performance this year um, as he has been hurt for a lot of it um, with that, you know, getting hit by a pitch earlier in the season and whatnot. Mitch uh, missed a significant chunk of time uh, in AAA now and, and playing regularly again. Uh, well, trying to play regularly again, I guess I should say. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, but I mean, a guy that last year, right, was lighting the world on fire in the minors. And, uh, there was a, a group of people that even were like, Hey, don't even sign a shortstop. Don't even worry about it. Just call Kreider up. Like there's a, he's 24 years old now next year. Uh, I would imagine he will get a, a pretty hefty look. Um, and honestly, even maybe by the end of this season, I mean, there's a chance, that we just start DFAing or, or optioning a ton of players because what do we have to lose? And we just start calling all these kids up. And uh, if they do, in fact, do that at the major league level, Kreidler will certainly be one of the first calls um, that they get. So something to keep an eye on for the remainder of the season for sure. Colt Keith, oh, Colt Keith got banged up. Uh, some Some pretty hefty injuries here late in the season, but at 21 years old, he was drafted straight out of high school in the fifth round in 2020. I think he was our last pick in that year's draft. Um, and he has looked absolutely phenomenal. He's been tearing it up in high single A. Uh, he, has a he had a 914 OPS this season uh, before all the injuries started. 42 strikeouts on the year in 48 games. That's solid. 22 walks, solid. Like, he was taking strides defensively, uh, has been getting a lot more looks at third, came up as a second baseman. I, I mean, he was really, really, I mean, at a 544 slug and a 370 on base percentage, like he was tearing the cover off the ball. So really sucks to see him 
kind of th- those injuries flare up and just on like freak stuff, like diving back to the base and everything, whatever. Um, but still only 21 years old. And uh, I think next year he will almost certainly be an Erie. And uh, and if he does well in Erie, he might be fast tracked because um, I, I think the two positions he's been getting a lot of looks at third and second are two that next season are not very set in stone at the major league level. So not saying he's going to be a major leaguer next year or anything, but I think that he could be fast-tracked through the minors if he continues to stay hot. Peyton Graham coming in at number five, which is awesome to see. Um, Fifth-round pick just this season. Uh, super, I mean, I, I love that. Hasn't really done much so far at the professional level. Um, but, yeah, the, the kid we got in the fifth round out of Oklahoma – shortstop already being a top five prospect in the org is super cool number four Ty Madden kind of talked about him a little bit earlier uh he is now in Erie and uh getting some looks there but spent almost almost all of his season this year in West Michigan 3-1 ERA really really solid stuff 84 K's and 87 innings still working on the swing and miss stuff a little bit but has some time to work through that and I love kind of fast tracking him a little bit too. I mean, this is a dude we took out of college that some had mocked, like people forget Ty Madden was mocked to be like a top 12 or 13 pick in last year's draft and fell all the way to us. And because we saved money on Job at the top, whether you like it or not, that is what we did um, with, with slot money. We were able to, to get Ty Madden, um, down there in the compensatory round, even though he was supposed to be a much higher draft pick. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really like him here at four. One of the best pitchers in this farm easily. Number three, the highest rated pitcher in the entire farm system is Wilmer Flores. The story of the minor league season, uh, brother of Wilmer Flores, Wilmer Flores, in five starts in high single A, he had a 1.83 ERA, and in 19 innings had 35 strikeouts and two walks. That's a 0.81 whip. Uh, I know that that's not a lot of innings for five starts, but that's how people that low in the minors are treated. And so he got promoted, and in double A, I think he had one kind of rough start at the very beginning, and now 14 starts in Erie, he has a 2.26 ERA and has 67 strikeouts in 59 and two thirds innings, 14 walks paired with that, a whip just over one. Um, yeah, this dude is absolutely nasty. And like I said, he's easily the story of the season. 24, 21, geez, I can't speak. 21 years of age. He was an undrafted domestic free agent like he he wasn't an international free agent that that didn't go drafted obviously he was just an undrafted free agent now it was in 2020 and and if it was a normal draft length he would have been drafted for sure but um i mean this is a dude who has an insane fastball an incredible curveball and a, a nice changeup, a solid changeup. needs some work on it still and when his control is on, he's pretty much unhittable down there at the minor league level. So, like I said, easily the story of the minor league season for this organization. Uh, seeing him, I, I mean, he was not very highly ranked at all last year or coming into this season and now finds himself as a top three prospect in the Detroit Tigers organization. Pretty cool stuff. Number two, we have Jace Jung. Uh, Jace Young. Jace Jung. 
what, however you pronounce it. It's Jace Young, as far as I've been told. So, and I'm pretty sure on draft night. Yeah, Jace Young. So, uh, when he, I mean, just drafted, right, whatever, a month ago, um, hasn't been uh, lighting the world on fire. 649 OPS in 10 games at the moment at West Michigan. Um, I mean, it's, it's too early to, to really tell anything, but that's our, our first round draft pick this season. Makes sense that he's going to be up that high. Uh, I'm really excited for his future. That's who I wanted us to take. You can see my whole draft breakdown. Um, go back and, and, and watch that. That's somewhere on, <laughs> on, uh, on this channel. But uh, I, I really, really like the kid, and I'm, I'm excited for him going forward. And then number one, the ever controversial, probably, I don't know what I said, who I said earlier was, but this guy is comfortably the most controversial prospect in this entire organization. Jackson Job, 18 starts in Lakeland, has a 4.52 ERA, 71 strikeouts in 61 and two thirds innings, 25 walks, um, 1.36 whip. So, a lot of people don't actually watch Jackson Job, and then they just see his stat line and they go, wow, bust, he sucks, wow, can't believe it, oh, we should have taken Meyer, whatever. First off, uh, you know, he's 20. Let's maybe let him develop and see what we got in him. Um, so the thing with his starts early on, he he was struggling, like admittedly. It, it was a, it was rough early on. and uh, But I think the last like five to seven starts, we've started to see legitimate strides and the strikeout numbers are going up. The walk numbers are going down. The ERA is going down and he's going deeper into ball games. For the beginning of the season, he was only going like one or two times through the order, would go three or four innings. Uh, he just had an outing where he went six a couple uh, within the last couple of weeks. Uh, career high in strikeouts in that outing as well. I think he had six or seven. Um, just we're, we're starting to see it. And whether you like it or not, this dude is a unicorn. Like the, to have the amount of spin that his slider has at his young of an age is not seen. It's it, and a lot of people already have their mind made up. If, you know, if you don't want to hear it, that's fine. But it, he he is objectively object whether you like it or not. That is special. That is weird, and that's not to mean that he's gonna be a Cy Young candidate for twenty years or anything. But it it's it's a raw ability that we have maybe never seen in an 18 year old before in a draft. So like, let's maybe give him a chance and, and see what's up. And he has taken strides lately. I think next year, the expectation for, would be for him to be uh, in high single a, uh, and then maybe light it up enough to get to double a by the end of next season, but they're going to take every precaution with him. So we'll see how he does. Okay. I'm way over time, but a little fun, you know, off day, off day things. You know, a little, little fun little show for you. Just talking about some prospects, where they stand uh, in the new top 30. So there you go. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. And the other show that's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, that you should make your second listen is Lockdown MLB. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings you his unique passion, humor, and perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Check them out. Okay, that's all I got. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I will catch you all on Monday. Let's go have a nice weekend of baseball, huh? Why not? We're going to try. Go Tigers, baby.